Hey guys, it's me, Overreactor. Welcome to the next episode of Official Time Out. We are going to continue our discussion of the WFTDA rulebook that stands for Women's Flat Track Derby Association. I keep wanting to say Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association, but then I have to say the letters in my head WFTDA. There's no R in there. <laughs> okay, so. Last week, we went over section 4.4, which was about enforcing penalties. And now we're going to go into 4.4.1, which is penalty enforcement for blockers. And then we'll cover 4.4.2, penalty enforcement for jammers. So this is exciting. Okay, 4.4.1, penalty enforcement for blockers. No more than two blockers for the same team may sit in the penalty box at the same time. If a third blocker reports to the penalty box while two blockers for their team are seated, the third blocker will be placed in queue and instructed to return to play. If a blocker is standing in the penalty box, another blocker may sit in the open seat. A blocker in queue may return to the penalty box when there is space in the penalty box, unless doing so would destroy the pack. A blocker must immediately return if instructed to do so by an official. Once a blocker in queue returns to the track, they should be treated like any other unpenalized blocker. All right, let's go to the casebook scenario for 4.4.1. Penalty Enforcement for Blockers Skaters serve 30 seconds of jam time for each penalty assessed to them. And that was from section 4.4 that we talked about last week. Okay, there are two scenarios. Scenario C4.4.1.A. White blocker arrives at the penalty box and is instructed by a penalty box official to sit in the rightmost seat. White blocker sits in the leftmost seat. The outcome. The penalty box official should begin timing the penalty, then ask white blocker to move to the preferred seat. The rationale. Penalty time begins as soon as the penalized skater is seated in the penalty box. Timing does not stop while they move seats. Scenario C4.4.1.B. Red pivot stands in the penalty box. The dimensions of the box are not very deep and their skates already touch the line. Two red blockers enter the box together. Red Pivot attempts to give them room to sit, and in doing so, their skates fully move out of the penalty box boundary. They immediately return inside the boundary. The outcome, no penalty. The rationale, though skaters are not allowed to leave the box early, the mitigating circumstances of this example make the impact to the game negligible. Red Pivot was not attempting to gain some kind of illegal advantage or negligently exiting illegally, but was constrained by the shape of the penalty box. Okay, so those are all of the scenarios for penalty enforcement for blockers. Basically, everyone has to serve 30 seconds. The time begins when they sit. Now the penalty box officials, the timers and the manager, they like to keep an order, so they may have seats indicated for each team and which ones are for blockers or jammers. And that helps them keep track of all the stuff they're doing. So if they're signaling for a skater to go to a particular seat, you know, just go to that seat. And if something happens, they'll start your time. 
you'll move to where they tell you to move. And then if the box is full and unofficial instructs you to return to the track, just do what they say. And that's fine. Okay, at this point, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and talk about penalty enforcement for jammers. Okay, and we're back. Let's go ahead and move into section 4.4.2, penalty enforcement for jammers. A jammer may have their penalty time shortened if the other jammer also receives a penalty. In this case, the two jammers serve as little time as possible so long as, one, the two jammers serve an equivalent amount of penalty time per penalty, two, whenever possible, given point one, there is at least one jammer who is not serving a penalty. Jammers who are to be released due to the other jammer sitting should be released immediately once the other jammer sits. If one jammer sits between jams, the other jammer should be released at the start of the next jam. If both jammers sit simultaneously, they will both be released immediately. If both jammers sit between jams, they should be released at the start of the next jam. If a jammer is sent to the box when there is no opposing jammer, for example, because the opposing jammer has an equipment malfunction, the jam will end once the jammer is seated. This ensures that there is one jammer who is not serving a penalty. And for this one, there are four scenarios. Okay, scenario C4.4.2.A. Oh, and this is uh, the rule, you know, the little snippet of the rule they give says, a jammer may have the penalty time shortened if the other jammer also receives a penalty. Okay, C4.4.2.A. White jammer receives a penalty, reports to the penalty box, and is seated. They serve 25 seconds of their penalty when red jammer arrives and sits to serve their own penalty. White jammer is released, thus consigning red jammer to serve 25 seconds. White jammer returns to the track illegally and is back in the box 10 seconds after their prior release to serve their second penalty. Red jammer leaves the box. Red jammer is penalized... Oh, this is the outcome. The red jammer is penalized for leaving the box 15 seconds early. The white jammer owes 30 seconds from the time they are seated. The rationale. To serve the same amount of time per penalty, the red jammer must serve all 25 seconds that white jammer served initially. In other words, white jammer sitting for an unrelated penalty does not affect the time that red jammer owed. Keep in mind, Red Jammer owes 45 more seconds, 15 from their first penalty, and 30 from their second penalty. Keep in mind, Red Jammer's second penalty could reduce the time White Jammer owes for their own second penalty, but the 15 seconds from Red Jammer's first penalty cannot be reduced. Man, in your leagues, if you have got an expert penalty box timer, go give them a hug. This stuff is very tricky. Hug your NSOs, you guys. Okay, scenario C4.4.2.B. White jammer arrives at the penalty box immediately behind red jammer. Both attempt to be the first one seated, and in doing so, they sit at the exact same moment. The outcome. The penalty box official should inform both jammers that their time is complete and release them from the box. Rationale. 
When sitting simultaneously in the box or when arriving between jams, jammers cancel each other's penalties. Both should be immediately released. Keep in mind, if there is any time differential at all between jammers sitting, it is not considered to be simultaneous. Keep in mind, if both jammers sit between jams, they are considered to have sat simultaneously and must be released immediately at the beginning of the following jam. Scenario C4.4.2.C Red jammer is seated in the penalty box and has served 15 seconds when the jam ends. White jammer receives a penalty at the jam ending whistle and reports to the box between jams. The outcome. White jammer reported to the box between jams, which will end red jammer's penalty at the start of the next jam. A penalty box official must instruct red jammer to stand and inform them that their penalty penalty time is done at the jam starting whistle. White jammer must serve 15 seconds. The rationale. Though white jammer's penalty ended red jammer's penalty early, red jammer must still begin the next jam from the box. Penalties are only timed while jams are active. As such, jammer swaps only happen while a jam is ongoing. Scenario C4.4.2.D. White jammer receives a penalty and sits in the penalty box for 15 seconds. Red jammer receives a penalty and arrives at the box. But before they sit, white jammer leaves. Red jammer sits. White jammer is issued a penalty for leaving the box early and returns to the box. White jammer sits and red jammer is released. The outcome. White jammer is penalized for leaving the box early. Red jammer sat in the box when no other jammer was serving time. Red jammer is released upon white jammer's return. White jammer serves the time remaining from their first penalty plus the amount of time red jammer served while seated in the box. The rationale. A jammer serving time in the box is only released by another jammer being seated in the box to serve a penalty. Even though white jammer was penalized first, they were not present when red jammer sat. Thus, Red Jammer was the jammer serving time in the box who was released by the White Jammer being seated in the box to serve a penalty. Keep in mind, each penalty is a 30-second segment that may be shortened as long as the jammers serve equivalent time. Okay, you guys, that is the end of section 4.4.2 regarding um, penalty enforcement. Next week, we'll move into section 4.5, which goes over fouling out and expulsions. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk at you later. Goodbye.